This message was recorded at World Changes Church Gold Coast. It is our hope and mission that you further your understanding of grace and are empowered for change. Amen. I got a message for you today. Um, that last week we were talking about relationship over gain. And if we go to Joshua 1 and 9 through 11 right now, there was something God spoke to me last week. He said, do not say it now, but preach it next week. Amen? 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 <laughs> Joshua 1 and 9 says this, have I not commanded you? Somebody say, commanded me. Say, be strong, vigorous, and courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. Say this with me, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse 10. Huh. Then Joshua, you don't have to keep repeating. Then Joshua commanded, see, God, Joshua received from his relationship with God. And he was reminded of the command of God. Be strong and be courageous. And then when he received that from his relationship with God, he took that word and he said this. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, verse 11, Pass through the camp and command the people. Watch this process, democracy. God spoke to the leader. The leader spoke to the officers. The officers spoke to the people. Prepare your provisions. And within three days you shall pass over the Jordan and go and take possession of the land in which the Lord your God is given you to possess. Now, we're not talking about pastor saying we got to listen to everything he says. No, we're talking about when God speaks a word and it's spoken to the officers and then released to the people. In due season, what was spoken will happen. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I said, God, who are my officers? And he said, first, release it from the pulpit because he said, I've commanded all of them to be leaders in this city. It's a beautiful thing. God has said that I've commanded you to tell the people to get their provisions ready. Now, I want to ask that you let me teach you today while I know that I'll end up preaching. Amen. And they've asked me to shorten my time because it's got a long day. I just don't know that I can, so I'm going to apologize now. We got family day after this. Hallelujah. We're going to sausage some sizzle, sizzle some sausages. Amen. But before we get there, God has told me to preach this message today. Get your provisions ready. Get your provisions ready. Amen. See, when you, and then a lot of people are saying, well, we've received by faith. So you're telling us to do some effort now, Pastor Kyle. No, no, no. I'm talking to you about the practical work of your faith. See, we get discouraged because we receive by faith and we stamp and stand there waiting on it to come to us. But God told Abraham to go to a city. God told Daniel to keep praying. 
God told David every seventh step. Well, he danced. He told Joshua. He commanded how they would bring down the walls of Jericho. But there was an action inside of his faith and their faith. So I'm not trying to move you from the it is finished mentality. I'm trying to show you how to stop being discouraged with your it is finished mentality. I said last week that don't mistake movement for momentum. I said last week, don't mistake movement for momentum. Somebody better write that down because you didn't write it down last week. Amen. Momentum is not always a move of God. Anything can be in commotion. Atoms get in motion and produce heat. And fusion can happen and atomic bombs can happen. But see, motion and commotion is not always a move of God. The greatest momentum in your life right now is be still and know that I am God. Amen? The greatest motion in your life right now is be still and know that I am God. Patiently wait upon the Lord, but practically move in your faith. Patiently wait upon the Lord, but practically move in your faith. You need to be doing the last thing God told you to do. Get your provisions ready. Point one, your first provision is your faith. I need to get my faith in order to do what God has called me to do. Amen? I told you I was going to teach you today. I promised to would. Hallelujah. Amen? I'm even going to get my Barry White voice on so I can slow myself down. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen? Didn't say I wouldn't make you laugh. I'm still going to do that. Look at me. I mean, Hallelujah. Dressed like a 25-year-old, 23-year-old this morning. Amen. I'm like, what happened? Did I get in my son's closet? Amen. I have faith to say that, that you would laugh and I wouldn't be offended. Get your provision ready, your faith. See, faith in Hebrews 11 and 1, are, uh, we quote it quite often, is faith is hope. It's the title deed. It's the assurance of. If you don't have ownership of what you're believing for, then you're not going to achieve it. Well, I've got to have it in my hand. No, you don't. The first thing you've got to have in your hand is the belief that you already have it in your hand. Amen. Amen? Amen? CEOs don't rise to being CEOs by thinking when I get there. That's right. CEOs start acting like CEOs before they ever become one. Amen. Your faith needs to be active long before you ever see what God has told you to do. You're believing for something right now. You need to say to your heart, heart, believe. That's your first provision. I said, I don't know if that's biblical. Well, I'm not trying to move you into self-effort. I'm trying to move you into practicality so that you no longer get discouraged by the enemy. Amen? There's a balance to this. It's not just shout, stomp, feel good all the time. And I like stomping. Praise God. Let's do it. I like doing it. Amen? I like dancing with any of them. I like, I like screaming with any of them, but it's not always about throwing snot everywhere and screaming and shokororababasataka. And I, I do that stuff, uh, even the slinging snot. Sorry, I just thought you missed it. I do that stuff, but there's sometimes that you got to settle in to what God said. Abraham had to settle in to what God said. He said, take your son up on the hill and make a sacrifice. He knew that God had promised him, are you listening to me, that your seed will produce many generations. And he knew God said out of my son would produce many generations. Amen? So either God's going to raise my son from the dead or God's going to provide me another son in the moment. Amen? So when he was asked, hear me, 
Get your provision ready. The way you talk is affecting the way you live. Ha. I just want to get a little swagger with that. They, they talk bad about you and you, you, what's going on? Well, you know, they don't like me anymore. You're thinking about the circumstance instead of the action. And see, he was asked, what do I do with my, uh, what are you about to go do? And he answered, Abraham answered, me and my son are about to go up on this mountain and worship. Amen? He knew God had commanded go up on the hill and make a sacrifice. But he said, I'm about to go up here and worship because God's about to do something. God's about to do something. Can I tell you, get your provisions ready. Amen. God's done something in your life. He provided the ram in, your, in the bush. He provided the sheep when you had nothing to sacrifice. And his name is Jesus. So all you got to go is to the place of provision with your faith and receive what God has already done instead of always trying to figure it out before you get there. God said, do it. You need to do it. Well, how's that practical? I said, get your faith ready. Getting your provisions ready is an active, not passive response. We talk about in stocks that we take risks. We, we calculate risks. Amen? Somebody say, we calculate risks. We calculate risks. But we, if we was to do that in our faith, we would call that faith. Because they project a shortfall, they project what could and could not happen. They project all the things that are about to become, and then they believe in the outcome to calculate the risk. Sometimes you got to calculate the risk. The what if I don't and the what if I do. Get your provisions ready. You've been sitting on a ministry for five years. Get your provisions ready. See, I want you to have a ministry. I need more people. Jesus needs more people out there ministering the gospel. There's not enough churches, even though there's 250. If all of Australia, that is, if there was a big move of God right now, like in the days of old, we would have not prepared the ground to receive that seed. We need to start, stop talking about why they don't believe and start living like we believe. Somebody say amen. amen. Pastor, that sounds condemning. No, no, no. I'm getting there. 1 Samuel 30 and 8. A lot of times we say, well, God's given it to me. God's given it to me. I should sit on it. I should sit still. I should wait. Be still and know that. No, patiently wait upon the Lord while progressively, practically pursuing it. David asked the Lord, saying, shall I pursue? And David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? The Lord said to him, pursue and you shall surely overtake them without fail and recover all. Somebody say, recover all. It's okay to pursue your promise. So that's, your, that's, your, that's little dot A under first seed provision. Dot A is what you need to write down is I need to get my promises in order. With my faith, I need to link my promise. What good is faith and hope without a promise attached to it? So I'm trying to teach you not only how to respond to the situations in your life, but how to respond from the word. Amen? Respond from the word instead of going looking for the word in your circumstance. Amen? A lot of us, we get in a situation and then we go looking for the word. Amen? 
But why don't we get in the word and link our promises to our faith before we get into any situation? Amen? And then when we come back from our 12 spies in the city and everybody else is saying, oh, no, it's too big over there. They make us look like grasshoppers. No, that's the land that God has promised. And even when they stone us, you believe. Amen? I believe God's doing something in this city. I'm meeting with more and more people that God's calling to the Gold Coast from all around the world, from Canada, L.A., Russia. All the, I'm, I'm meeting more and more people. And I, I had a prophet speak to me the other day and said, there's something happening in the Gold Coast. I said, I know what it is. God's restoring the glory of the Gold Coast. <laughs> and the enemy is fighting it every step of the way. He's trying to get you to look left and right instead of the hand that you're in, which is God. He's trying to get you to focus on everything else but your faith and your promise. Your problem doesn't change your promise, but your problem changes you. Amen? Get your provision ready. Sometimes people look at you and they go, what's wrong with you? You should be so sad. They look at me and they go, Kyle, we know your back's broke. You okay? I'm a walking miracle, praise God. Don't you put that pity on me. Put a promise on me, praise God. Don't look at me and say, oh, when I'm doing this, I'm like, oh, are you okay? Be like, I speak a promise over your life in Jesus' name. Body, you line up. I don't care what the man is thinking. Stop having pity on your problem and start pursuing your promise. We're not weak individuals. We're conquerors. We're overcomers. Somebody say, I'm a conqueror. I'm an overcomer in Jesus' name. By the end of this sermon, you're going to believe what you just said. Amen. Responding to what he already did is different than making it happen. Responding to what Christ has already done is different than you trying to make it happen. See, what God is wanting you to do is get your provisions ready. Get some things in order. Look at your neighbor and say, get some things in order. <laughs> and, and if that person's your wife, wife have mercy. Quit, quit looking at him about what you talked to him about last night that he needed to change. Hallelujah. And it's, if, if it's your best friend, stop looking at him and going, I know what you did last summer. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we judge each other way too much. We need to respond instead of trying to make it happen. Our faith response to the word is not the same as our works in the flesh. See, when you're having a faith response, cast the care, you got to put some action in that. You're too passive with your faith. See, in Joshua, he said, command the officers to tell the people. You need to tell the people about what God said he's going to do. When people talk about the Gold Coast, you need to say, God's doing something here in the Gold Coast. Amen? You need to stop talking about the negative and the gangs and the bikies and the drugs and the clubs and all that. You need to start shouting victory over the Gold Coast. Your words shape the Gold Coast. Stop letting the enemy use your mouth. Amen? Amen? Say this with me. God, we release your glory. Over the Gold Coast. Now give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Come on, I got to get a drink of water. That's going to take 10 seconds. You better give God some praise. (laughs) 
You know what? God has commanded. It's not about whether Pastor Kyle believe it anymore. It's about do you believe it? It's time for these words to move from my mouth to your heart and out of your lips. It's not about what I'm saying anymore. Because, see, God's not calling a man to cause a movement. He's calling a people to cause a movement. We must search for what we need and believe and be confident. One way to respond to what Jesus did is to find a specific promise. Write this down. You want to start getting your provisions ready? You believing for finances? Start studying prosperity. Now, don't become a prosperity preacher. That's only one element of your problem and one element of your promise. So don't get a hold of that, and when you start prospering, go, oh, God's ordained me and anointed me to preach on prosperity. No, God wants you to speak the gospel. Amen? Amen. I come from, my, my spiritual daddy preaches on prosperity, so I know what I'm talking about. And I preach on prosperity, but I also speak on sozo, which is healing, deliverance, and salvation. I also speak on maturity, total life prosperity, that you go from glory to glory and faith to faith. Amen? If it's, if it's healing, go read scriptures on healing. And when you're healed and you see people healed around you, don't think you got a healing ministry. Just activate the promise in your life. Because, see, God wants a full active promise in you. Wait a minute, Pastor Kyle. I was told that there's people called to healing. And there's people called to prosperity. And there's people. No, people are called to minister the gospel inside of a specific office, inside of the five-fold ministry, delivering the fullness of the word with joy so that you can sit at the right hand of the Father and rejoice. Amen? So inside of your ministry should be healing. It said, these like signs shall follow. You shall cast out demons. You shall heal the sick. You shall drink a poison and not die. You shall step over and pick up serpents and live. Can I tell you I'm not about to start having things inside of here? Can I tell you that I'm not about to start, I'm not, a star, I'm not about to start bringing in cages of serpents, amen? I'm not about to start lifting the, the serpents up. You know what I'm about to do? I'm about to say God has a voice and we shall not die. We're unstoppable. Amen? Somebody say we're unstoppable. I ain't moved. You moved? I ain't moved. You moved? There's some stuff happening today. I'm sitting here going, you want to show up today? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! God is wanting you to respond to his word. Let's go to Proverbs 4 and 22. When there is life unto those that find the word of God. Amen? There is life unto those that find the word of God. And there is health to their flesh. The word says, for there, there are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. That's the word of God, the promises of God, the presence of God, the salvation of God, all of God, in God, be God, there it is. Now, that's Wisdom. You need the third thing. You need to, now, after you've got your faith in order, you've got your promise in order, you need to find your wisdom. Amen? Like I told you last week, Abraham didn't just get up and break idols and leave. Amen? Who's married in here? Raise your hand. Is your wife here? Be careful how you answer. Amen? If you said, uh, honey, Honey, uh, we leaving today. I got to break the TV. And uh, I'm going to get rid of the Mac, too. 
And I'm not calling those idols. I'm just using those as an example. Somebody going to go home and break their TV. Praise God. The Lord's been telling me that the, that's the one-eyed devil right there on my wall. No. It's just an analogy, please. And we're moving to Antarctica. Your wife would look at you like, oh, you done lost your mind. But would you still go? But see, without wisdom, that's how you're going to approach that situation. You're not going to prepare your seed. You're not going to prepare your promise. You're not going to prepare the word which God put in your heart to exit from your mouth. You need to get prepared sometimes before you speak. Amen? You need to get prepared sometimes before you speak because sometimes out of your emotions and your vitality, you say what God has said to you and then all hell breaks loose in your life and you're wondering why. Because hell is trying to stop you. Amen? Get your provisions in order. Get your promise in order. Get your faith in order. Get your wisdom in order so that when you speak and move, it doesn't matter what the enemy does. You can't even be moved. Amen? Amen? You're unstoppable. Somebody say, I'm unstoppable. Amen? See, confidence is not when everybody agrees with you. Confidence is when nobody does. Amen? I've preached a lot of words. I've walked out and somebody's caught me right afterwards. Now, I just need to uh, tell you about what this says over here and what it says there. And, you know, let's just correct this. And I'm like, you know what? You go get you a church and preach your doctrine and I'm going to keep doing what God tells me to do. Amen? Now, I'm not talking about anybody here. Don't get offended. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen? It's time that we get confident about what God is saying. Somebody shout, get your provisions ready. See, the city's waiting on you. Amen? Oh, Jesus. See, things happen in our city, and I'm not going to talk about it by name. Things happen in our city, and we just read the paper, and we repeat it. There's a promise in your mouth. Amen. We're post, when, you know, when people come to me about Donald Trump, I just laugh anymore. They hear my American voice. They say, did you vote for Trump? I'm like, Jesus, couldn't we, just, couldn't we just bypass that? I mean, what did you want me to do, vote for Hillary? I mean, what do you want me to do? I, I just, I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter that just because I'm American, don't lump me into Trump. But it doesn't matter. I pray for my leader. Amen. I pray for my leader. You need to pray for your leader. It doesn't matter what. See, sometimes people just trying to get rid of good leaders, and I'm not vindicating or validating. I'm saying sometimes people just trying to get rid of folk to get the wicked in. Amen? So people have put their, their wrath on your back but with their backbiting because they're trying to get you to move and give up because the enemy wants to take place and take dominion over what God has given you authority for. Amen? You need to get your provision ready. Stop speaking bad about your leader. Well, if mayor would do this and if with the council would do that, stop that. Your word's shape. Do something about it. Build a foundation. Clean up a park. Donate some money. Show up at a rally. Attend a breakfast instead of just talking about why you wasn't invited. Just go do something about it. Amen. The glory of God is in you. The Bible says, For I reckon, I reckon these light afflictions are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. The world is waiting on you to reveal the glory of God in you. Amen? Amen? And I told you I was going to teach today. Praise God. Hallelujah. We've got to link the word of life to our lips. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. You're like, Pastor... You just keep going to the word. We liked it when you made us laugh last week. Well, praise God. You need some word in your life. 
Amen? Amen? Tap your neighbor and say, you need some more word. Now tap your other neighbor and say, so do you. Amen. 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4. For his divine power has bestowed upon us. Now we read that and people have preached the, the all message. They've preached the might, the maybe, the half, and got you to win it when we get to upon us some things. And I'm not going to preach that message. What I want you to see is that God has bestowed upon us. Tell the people God has bestowed upon us. You got something on you. You're like, no, no, no. You ain't got a stain. You got the glory of God on you. God has put all things that are requisite and suited for a life and godliness that through the full personality knowledge of him who called us by in his own glory and excellence and virtue, verse 4, oh, hallelujah. Burn it. Burn it, verse 4. There it is. By means of these, he has bestowed upon us his precious and exceedingly great. Somebody say it. That was, that was good. Somebody, exceedingly great. So that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, the rottenness and corruption that is in this world of covetedness, lust, and greed, and become sharers, partakers of his divine nature. So I'm just saying to you, you, you're sitting there saying, yeah, God's saying we need to be holy. We need to be holy. And I didn't say this so that you could become more religious. I said this so that you could have a relationship with the one that has bestowed power on you and given authority to you, and you need to take now your authority. So point one, get your faith in order. Point two, what was it? Promises. Point three, what was it? Wisdom. Point four is? Glory. No. Your authority. Put your authority in place. Some of you move too quickly when somebody disagrees with you. Your mama talks you out of everything. Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen? Uh, Amen. Your brother talks you out of everything. Your family talks you out of everything. The news talks you out of everything. The economy talks you out of it. It just ain't the right time to start a business. Listen, starting a business is like having a baby. You ain't never going to be ready for the business. Amen? Amen? Because once you start, you're just going to get in all the pains, the poop, the crap, and the bleh of it. Anybody that has babies know what I'm talking about. But having a business is like having a baby. You ain't never going to be ready for what God is telling you to do. You just got to go like Abraham up on the hill and worship. You're still thinking about what you got to sacrifice and what you got to lose. That ain't an authoritative position. That's a fear-based position. That's a passive position of what I'm about to lose to get to where God's taken me. You need to stop thinking like that. Amen? Anybody hear me this morning? You need to stop thinking like that. Amen? There's so much going on this morning. Praise God. I ain't never seen so much going on in our service, Wes. I mean, praise God. Praise God, man. I'm just going to do what y'all doing. This is what it looks like from up here. Praise God, what's going on? (laughs) Jesus Christ, like people are moving and kids are running around and people are manifesting demons and God have mercy. Why did I show up today? Oh, my God. You're getting the most profound word of your life, and you letting somebody moving around you stop you from hearing. Come on, can I have your attention for five minutes? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Did the pastor just openly rebuke me? 
John 1, 1. <laughs> In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's go to verse 14, John 1, 14. We have truth. Now we have our authority. Now we have truth. And the word Christ became flesh human, incarnate, and tabernacle, fixed in his tent of flesh, lived a while among us, and actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. Now, I said a scripture just a few minutes ago that you might have missed. For I reckon these light afflictions are not worthy to be compared to the glory that is on the inside of us. You need some truth in your life. You ain't got a mess going on on the inside. You got the glory of God trying to break out of you. Amen. And, this, and see, the glory of God, the word made flesh, the more words you put in you, the more active you are with the word, the more active you are with the promises, the more glory produces in your life. You say, Pastor Kyle, that's us working for it. No, no, no. That's you being active in your faith. Amen. You got some truth this morning. Somebody shout truth. I can see it this morning, Sue. Everybody's just digesting. You just, you ever had that good meal where you just, you want that one more bite, and, but you're full, and you're like, I want it, but I'm full, and, and you kind of sit back, and you take a sup of water, and you belch a little bit. I always go there. I don't know why I do. That's what I'm doing for you now is giving you a moment just to make some more room for some more word. Go ahead, just, just push it down a little bit. I need some more word today. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, I want more. Now say it if you really mean it. Say, I want more. So you have the glory of God waiting to manifest in your life. And see, God has told me recently in the past week, he said, Kyle, I called you to renew and remind and heal the soul. You've done miracles, and you're going to keep doing that. You've done healing, and you're going to keep doing that. He said, but my people that are called by my name, they don't know how to actually receive this because they've let their mind get messed up by social media. They let their mind get messed up by the media. They let their mind get messed up by all the problems in their marriage, their life, and everything else. They let their mind get messed up, and they're not renewing their mind anymore they're not making renewing their mind a position in their life so the next point after authority is renew your mind get your provisions ready renew your mind you have a relationship with God and there's some there's some products coming from that amen 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 I can tell by how you believe by how you talk amen I'm, I'm constantly checking people when they talk to me I'm like did you really just say that let's say this another way I, you can't be around me without me checking your words. Amen? Because I want to guide and inspire you to the promises of God, but your words are, they're, they're, they're detouring, delaying, and putting an in-construction sign on your life. I'm under construction. No, you're not under construction. You're unstoppable. Amen? You, if you would just realize you got everything you need on the inside of you and the water for that seed is the word and the more word you add, the more it waters and the more fruit happens in your life. You keep running to the podcast and every other type of bumper sticker christian to speak over your life. It ain't working because you don't have a revelation of it. Amen? Amen? You got to get a revelation of this word. Somebody say, I got to get a revelation of this word. So you got the glory. So put your authority back in order. The next provision is revelation. If you're not actively seeking revelation, then you're walking around blind in your life. 
for your purpose. Amen? Somebody write this down. I need to be seeking revelation that will fulfill my purpose. Amen? Amen? Oh, Jesus. Jesus said unto them, if thou canst believe, if you can believe, all things are possible, Mark 9 and 23. In Mark 11 and 23, it says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, it will be cast into the sea. But it said, Without doubt in their heart. That's why your first provision is faith. You're wondering why the mountains of your life aren't moving. It's because you got some doubt that it will. You say things like, Well, God didn't do it before. Why would he now? You got, you're so negative with your life that you only, you're only glorifying God when things are going good. You got to glorify God when things are going bad. You got to glorify God and have revelation when plagues are hitting the city and you're hitting in a secret place. You got to glorify God when people are dying all around you and you're saying, God, thank you for protecting my life. You got to glorify God in every, every situation and you got to keep doubt out. Get your provisions ready because in three days, God's gonna, we're going to go over the Jordan, says Joshua. Hebrews 4 and 6 says, rest in your true test of whether or not you really believe it. The Bible says that the only fight we truly have is the fight of faith. Come on, make some more room. Push it down. The only fight we have is the fight of faith. We're not in a war anymore. Everybody's, everybody's interceding over the city. Well, you need to intercede over the city because you need to declare and decree a thing. But you don't need to beg God to move. Amen? God is, we got something called Australia for Jesus that's happening right now. You need to say Australia for Jesus. You need to intercede in that way. You need to be speaking and declaring and decreeing that Australia will return to what it was ordained when, when, when the man hit the shoreline and said, I call this place the spirit, the Southland of the spirit, because the person that even named this country had faith, and out of a misinterpretation of his wording, it was called Australia. But can I tell you, this is the Southland of the Holy Spirit. It's time that we stop trying to make it happen. It's time that we start believing that it's happening and has happened. We don't profess what needs to happen. We profess that it is happening. Hebrews 4 and 6 says, Seeing then that the promises remain over from past times for some to enter into that rest and that those who firmly, formerly were given the good news about it and then the opportunity failed to apparent it and did not enter because of disobedience, to appropriate because it did not fail because of disobedience, because of unbelief, because of doubt. But see, we always make that a doubt sentence. But see, I want to point out other things in Scripture because, see, you're still trying to prove things wrong, but you're not seeing what God's saying. What God is saying in, is in the first few words of this Scripture. Seeing then that the promises remain. Seeing then that the promises remain. That is your greatest revelation today. Promises don't change because God is not a mental patient. The promises have remained from the first time God spoke them. The same promise that was over Abraham is over you. The same promise that was over Daniel is over you. The same when he said, as your feet, the soles of your feet touch the ground, you will claim it. That same promise remains. 
And there will be enemies. They will be Jerichos. They will be giants. They will be things that try and take you out of your promise. But the promise remains. Whether you choose to believe it or not, the promise remains. Get your provisions ready. I've been working this whole sermon just to land right here. I've been saying all these things and giving ground to till your heart so this seed could hit it with force and with violence and take deep root. I refuse to let this seed not produce in your life. My God, the promise remains. Don't say if anymore. Say when. Don't say how anymore. Say where. Don't say what anymore. Say who. Because David said, who is this Philistine that comes against the God of our covenant? He didn't say, what what are we doing? No, no, no. He said, who is this? God responded the same way to Adam. When Adam said, we're naked, God said, who told you that? There's an enemy speaking in your life. And it's robbing you of your provisions. It's twisting the word of God. It's manipulating your movement into momentum instead of actual practicality. You need the wisdom of God, the authority of God, the truth of God, the promises of God, the word of God, and faith in God. How? No, no, no. Where? Stop saying, how am I going to get there, God? Saying, where do you, start saying, where do you want to go? Send me, I'll go. It's time to change our words. Because the promise still remains. That's how you stay unstoppable. You're not unstoppable just because you shouted, because the crowd got excited. The crowd got afraid, you got afraid. The crowd got excited, you got excited. Crowd mentality will always move in emotion. But see, you need to settle some things in your heart. I dare you to show up next week as I continue this sermon series. And I'm going to drop into something radical. Your life is changing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. This city is changing. In Jesus' name. Your family is changing. In Jesus' name. Stop saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. No, no, no. Go seek your word. Go seek your wisdom. Go seek your faith. Change your words. Get your provisions ready because God's taking you to a place that whether you're ready when you show up or not, Moses wasn't ready when they, when they got to Canaan and he hit the rock instead of spoke to it. He, he, see, I'm not saying that's going to happen to you because Jesus has made a way, but I'm just saying, man, when you arrive at that point in your destination, are you truly ready? Are you truly ready? Amen? Change the words in your mouth. Change the way you think. Change what you're saying. Change who you let and talk and have your ear. Change, 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 change. Good leaders have good people surrounding them. And I said to you earlier in this message, he said, go tell the officers. I said, who are my officers? God is telling you as I'm done. I don't want to take too much longer. God is telling you, get your provisions ready. God is telling you, change the way you think. And now go tell the people. But don't tell them how they should live. Show them how to live.
Well Changes Church Gold Coast can be found at Instagram at WCC Gold Coast and on Facebook at Well Changes GC. Or you can email us, send to info at wellchangeschurch.com.au. Enjoy the rest of your day and God bless.